it's my 95th episode and my second year anniversary, and I still look younger than everybody in the room. Why Stay not? tuned next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, breaking into. I chose this song because sadly, 47 years later, it's still relevant. Yeah. So yeah. You listen to the lyrics to this song or this album, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, the whole album is still, in some ways, sadly relevant yeah. today. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Breaking Into, and I'm your host, James Law Jr., and it's my anniversary! Yeah. 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 How I'm just very proud to be here two years later um, doing the show that I love doing so much. My favorite things. And my banner just fell off camera. Banner just fell. Oh, well. Yeah, it's all right. I, I, I want to give a shout out to the person who made that banner. Thank you so much for making the banner. We'll show it on, face, on Facebook page. Um, but I'm happy to be here for my two-year anniversary and my 95th episode. I am working towards my 100 episodes, and that's coming up December 11th. I have a special guest for that episode. It's going to be me. It's going to be him. <laughs> if it's not Morgan Freeman, I'm not watching it. Anymore. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but anyway, I have, a full, I have a panel full of former guests, men that I admire who are here on my show today. I'm going to introduce them, but not give you all the information. I'm going to tell you what episodes they were on on my show. If you want to find out more about them, then look wow. those episodes. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's how we're going to do that. Good move. Good move. Like that's that. marketing. Yeah, exactly. It's called Full Circle okay. Moments. If you're if you're an Oprah fan, so sitting next to me, he's actually sitting at the table this time. I am. He was here last year for our one year anniversary. I was. Um, and he's been he was in episodes the first episode. Ever. Bam. Bam. Wow. Okay. First one. Oh, the the pilot. Founding yeah. fathers. He was in the pilot. <laughs> right. That's right. And he was also in episodes twenty three. Yep. And last year fifty eight. Last year, my buddy Joshua Silverstein. Hey everybody. What's up? Yeah. Be here. And, and also my woman's episode. And she, well, as I mentioned, she's been on here. She's yeah, on here I was too. Sitting on the couch when she was. Right yes. There. Throwing things out at us. Yeah, We're yeah. trying to ignore him, but just... It wasn't. <laughs> and Miss Cynthia, we love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now sitting across the table from me is another buddy of mine who was on episode 17. That was a long time ago. Wow, 17? 17. You were 17 that's, years that's old. That's not even like a good quarterback with the number 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. This good. show's been on for 17 years. 17 years? Yeah, I started when I was two years old. Yeah. Um, one episode a year. Episode a year. <laughs> That's a very patient audience. But they're too. big. They're big, fat episodes. Yeah. And he eats and drinks, and he looks like that. So it's just not fair at all. And he's Laura. Mm. That's not fair. As he drinks. As I drink. As he drinks. Thank you, thank you, thank the young, young foodie. We love him, so he's good. <laughs> this guy, this guy was on just recently my 90th episode. That's wow. right. We had a good, we had a really good conversation. We did, and he's many things. You really watch episode 90 because we talk about all kinds of stuff on that episode. We got dirty. We, we, we did kind of. We, we did. Got, we, we got we, grime. I had to go home and watch with a loofah. <laughs> <laughs> I was pink and in fetal position at the end of the night. I'm like, I can't believe I said that into a microphone. <laughs> oh my god! Ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, Tamara Katan. Hey. <laughs> And on the couch, <laughs> not because they're bad people. Yeah, you put us on a couch, man. I was like, I, was like, I like the couch. The See, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I like the couch in principle. <laughs> the one that just said he likes the couch, he has actually never been on this show. Oh, no, I haven't. No, but you've been on my sister's shows, like Absolutely. four or five, ten of them. And yes. That's why I brought him on because he's a really good buddy of mine, and you can watch him on a bowl breakdown, restless wrap up, my spotlight on with your monogamy series. That's right. Uh, well, I don't mean not his monogamy series, but his monogamy series. Mm-hmm. Watch the episode; you'll find out what that is. That's right. Brandon Larkins. 
Hey. Thanks for having me. Chris shirt. Hey, Chris shirt. Chris, 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 Chris shirt. Straight out the cleaners. Hey, I'm my pitch hitter. I know I can call him up because he does a lot of stuff like I do. No, it's because I have nothing going on and I'll well, just show the hell up. There's, there's that too. But when he does show up, like on episodes 22, 54, and 62. Wow. Dang. 538, yes. 102. But what's funny, you were on episode 22. Like him was an early episode. Okay. 22. Like I said, I got nothing going on. I just showed the hell up. Jeffrey Thorne. Hey, yeah. what's up, Jeffrey yeah. Thorne? He draws for a living. You're very reliable. Yeah, I wish I drew for a living. <laughs> <laughs> he writes some things. Which means he draws from his account. It's That's right. right. <laughs> you make, yeah, you make withdraws. 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 Is Pinch Hitter a sports reference? <laughs> Oh, I, I thought you were saying he was a domestic abuser. Oh, yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's he, he pinches, he pinches and he hits. I'm like, oh, just like we'll my dad. Only by request. <laughs> <laughs> Only when there's consent. That's is right. he a Consensual domestic hug. abuser. Yeah. Consensual hug. <laughs> you guys, so, again, you follow us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Breaking Into is on Facebook. That's my page there. All their informations are on that page. And I just want to give a few thanks and stuff. So, oh my God, here I'm so nervous. Jesus Christ. Oh, get over here. I know myself. I know myself. I know myself. <laughs> I told myself I would never cry. do this myself. Here we go. That's why, that's why I brought all men so he can make fun of me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, here's the thing. I, just, I really do, I mean, in all seriousness, before I even give thanks and read for my goddamn cue cards, I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for coming in because I really do appreciate it. We're in this, we're in this industry where people are always trying to step on each other and backbite each other and uh. don't show up. Yeah. And whenever I call you guys or text you guys or message you, you show up. Yeah, fam. Absolutely. You're a good Seriously. person. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. just till next year, though, because then I right. have stuff to do. We're not. My yeah. career's not going that well. My career's not going that well. I'm available. I'm almost famous. Unless I get actual famous, you got to talk to my people. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's the whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, but I, just, I do. I, I just. I, I, th- I feel deeply because I've had a very hard year this year, personally. And so when people do show up, it really means a lot to me. And I want to show people out there, people are actually nice in this industry and actually support each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've kept in touch with almost every single person that I've had on my show. So I want to tell you that it's, it is real. Yeah. That's and great. it's a testament to you guys. Awesome. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. Thanks, so, thanks, we appreciate you. Uh, yeah. Okay. I want to thank Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, who I just saw today. I got to see them before my show uh, for starting this network and, um, and just supporting my career and loving me. Phil Svitek, Daryl Christian, everyone at BHL. My girl in the booth, Mrs. Serafini. Mm. That's right, my girl. Mm. Booth lady. Booth lady. Yes, booth lady. She's the voice of the goddess. That's a whole show by itself. By itself, in there. exactly. The booth is for walking. <laughs> Ronna Phipps, Jeff Graham for all the scheduling and stuff. All the PR peeps that I've had to deal with, all the studios, all the stations. And of course, you guys, the fans and the followers who've just been so supportive of me. Now, everybody, bear with me for a second. I talk really fast, but I feel like every person who's been on my show deserves a shout out. So oh, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say Everybody just sit down Heck for a second. yeah. This is my show, and I'm going to say it. Well, that calls for a donut. Get a donut. Oh, watch out. Watch out. There you go. There you go. I'm going to go, go, go fast. I'm going to do my Scrabble turn real quick. While you the, do, do your Scrabble turn. You're worth your friends. <laughs> okay. And in all seriousness, I do, everybody's been on my show. I'm, 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 I'm still in touch with and I'm really glad. Peter Knights, S. Lee Savage, H. Warren Sharp, Ron Finley, Delilah Velo, Miko Branch, Melissa Johnny, Jalen Jones, Jerry Katzman, Dr. David Frey, Christy Ferris, Lem Gonzalez, R.J. Bond, Rial Andrews, Scott Trippin, Nzinga Stewart, Joel Hernandez-Kolsky, Donnell Turner, Rick Isquieta, Michael Douglas Carlin, Hector Hernandez, Michael Hyatt, Yannick Truesdale, Rob Armstrong, Tasha Witten-Griggs, Adolfo Shabadu-Quinones, 
What? Yes. <laughs> uh, Jeff, James Reynolds, Johnny Blaze, Mark Anthony Samuel, Justin Reed Early, Kimberly Zukowski, Heather Matthews, Moises Serrano, Cheryl Stabler, Loose Ends, the musical group, Jerry Morales. <laughs> 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 There's a whole bunch of them in there. I can't. It's good. It's good. You know, Jane Eugenie, I'll give her, she's the lead singer. I love her. <laughs> Jerry Morales, my cousin, Andre Dante, Leticia Gabor, Jasmine Lewis, Rodney Salisbury, Jackie Long, Mickey Michaud, Terrell Ransom Jr., Louis Ariola, Robert G., Charles Wright, Tony Basil. What? Yep. Mm. Carrie Rhodes, Patrice Lovely, Dr. Clarence Lee, James Moses Black, J.P. Callie Smooth, Delius Kennedy, Rachel Killian, Rabbi Mark Borowitz, Kirk and Joni Beauville, Alex Cipriano, Drexel Heard II, Cynthia Gillian, Julian Reeves, The Ghost Brothers, Ryan <laughs> Lawrence, Jason and Joshua Gabor, Allison Faust, Paul Lamar Hunter, Stan Pearson, Tensi Taylor, Edwina Finley Dickerson, The Ladies at Wonderlux, Usman Ali, LaToya Tolbert Watson, Tommy the Clown, 202 The, Cla- the Cast Series, Sean Murray, Devin DeVasquez, Kurt Farquhar, Malcolm David Kelly, Kivante Jackson, Melanie Mosley, Kristenia DeBarge, Chefs Gillian Jones and Elaine Smith, Mayumi McKinley, Tyler Rain, and my last guest was Michael Barlow. Wow. Nice. Bravo. I've had some really good people on my show. I appreciate you. Shout out. I've had some really amazing people on my show. I gotta watch that Tommy the Clown episode. Oh, it's good. I didn't know you had him on. Oh, I had him on. He's he we we, we talked about some good history and stuff. And Funny how many people have three names. I always yeah, imagine really? that that's like in SAG they went they had the regular name and they're like oh shit I gotta use my middle name. Nobody already has <laughs> yeah. That. There was a Tommy B clown. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy the clown. Yeah. And then there's a Tommy Duck clown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, we can't have them in the same. Right. Scale. Right. There's also a dude whose last name was Areola. Yeah. Yes, Areola. That excited yeah. me very much. Yeah. And did it excite you, Areola? It did. Okay. It did. Uh, I'm a Libra and I like it in my nipples. <laughs> oh my god. Just kidding, you guys. Right. Just kidding. Okay, so here's the question, you guys. Oh, we were sound to um to barefoot wines and bubbly. For yeah, giving me some free shit. Yeah. Yay. The drinks. Barefoot. Barefoot. Thank you guys. Thanks yeah. for coming. And I'll give a shout out to you, uh, Martinelli's. Martin We're out oh, for a long time. We've been around for a long time. That's right. Let's yeah. drink like pregnant ladies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. I turned out okay. So <laughs> don't drink it off. <laughs> I just said I turned out okay. It was fine. My parents were drunk in the 60s. It was fine. No. Uh, okay, so I want to ask you. Okay, so the first question is kind of actually, I talked about crying earlier. Mm. My first question actually is a fun one. Okay. Well, kind of fun. What pop culture moment, it could be sports, it could be a book, it could be a movie, it could be a TV show, a song, actually makes you cry? Oh, mm-hmm. Bambi. Is that, I mean, that's, that's my movie. No. Like, oh, well, okay, there's two. Tell so, us. so uh, well, I like crying in movies, so that's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's no. dark, it's, it's intimate, it's, it's oh, you yeah. know, I, get, it's, I think it's a very serene, you know, experience for me. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, uh, the scene where Bambi loses his mom. Oh, yes. And it's, uh, it's, oh. A, it's a really, and that's an amazing film. It's very honest and vulnerable. Yes. And I think it's a beautiful moment when he, you know, he, he loses his mom. But also the Iron Giant, which is an amazing oh. cartoon. I haven't seen but, that one. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a, I, yeah. When, when he says, uh, yeah, uh, 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 <laughs> Superman. When he's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I sat, I sat in a dark theater by myself. In the back, and I was like, "What is this?" And all of a sudden, exploded out of my face. But like, really, like intense man crying. So yeah. it was like, <laughs> you know, trying to mask it. Yeah. And every now, every whenever I see it, I, just, yeah. I break down. I like that. Wow. Anybody else have one? Uh, I don't I know. cry, man. 
You don't cry. <laughs> you sure it's not one that's like something that just gets to you? You see it? No. Um, I'm thinking. So let me go last. Okay. I'm so trying to go through the lexicon. Oh yeah, I got. I'm a crier, man. I'm not gonna lie. That's right. <laughs> Bona fide actor producer over here, but hey. <laughs> You let a right scene have the right amount of music and scoring <laughs> with like a heroic moment or someone yeah. passing away because that music and that scoring has a, a major fact in, factor in there, man. You know, I think about I Am Sam, Sean Penn, when they were taking his daughter away in the courts. I was like, oh, man, I know, I know that's not really you, Sean Penn, but man, <laughs> <laughs> you're playing a heck of a guy yeah. with a developmental disability right now, yeah. man. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know moments like that. So you know that that and when the, when when the right scoring of the music comes in, man, they know how to really get me, man. And, and I, I don't that. fight it either. I'll be with my girl. I don't even yeah, fight. Yeah, like, I understand with the music. I understand that. You guys have any? Me, you know those uh, sweet and sour commercials? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they go first they're sweet, yeah. and then they're sour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this candy drinks too. <laughs> this candy's like my dad. Like this. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. It's, it's a, uh, <laughs> the, the pursuit of happiness did it for me. Oh, first they're sweet, then they're sour. Like that's totally that's my childhood. No, but I think there's not obvious. I joke around about it a lot because yeah. I didn't have a great relationship with my dad. Right. So for me, The Pursuit of Happiness was such a fucking amazing film. That's like the love I always wanted from a dad. And I, I, when I see that, like that, that's dope. Like I just think that's so, uh, it was such a powerful film for me to see a man in a situation where they normally just, it's, it's almost a space that only women occupy. Like a deep, unconditional, I'll do anything for you kind of love. That's powerful. I don't think there's a lot of images of men doing that for their there sons. Isn't. There yeah, isn't. It's a there shame. Isn't. And also the sweet and sour commercial. It gets me back to time. Eddie? Uh, always Yoda. Just for some... Every time Yoda dies when I was a kid, man, that used to kill me. But... Uh, and, and later... It's for real. Every time Yoda's like, I will go to sleep. He's like, oh, shit, Yoda, wake up. Yoda, wake up. You know? No, Yoda, come on. Oh, my God. Uh, that one used to always get me. And uh, later on in life, movies like Pretty in Pink. Because I always wanted to be Ducky. Oh, yeah. Not, not uh, pardon me. I didn't want to be Ducky. I was you Ducky. Were Ducky. I was wow. Ducky. And I'm like, why can't Ducky get the girl? You know? Uh, and I would watch it. I was like, and then, of course, now you're getting older and you're like, shit, how long did that movie come out? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know. I was a teenager. <laughs> so it's it, so you, you feel like you're uh, con- getting connected as far as you're, you're getting older. You know? Yes. You're like, shit. All right. Shawshank. Oh. oh. Get busy living or get busy dying. That worked me over. That worked mm. me over. That yeah. definitely worked. Wow. It's such a good movie. Oh, and the That's old man hangs himself, man. The bird guy. The whole, that whole oh. that whole riff, that whole circle in that middle of the movie about that. When you didn't, that's when you find out what the movie's actually about. That little conversation, and then everything after that is all right now. Yeah. And I was just like, when uh, when they had that little conversation, you see one man who's like, "I agree, I'm broken," and the other one's like, "Well, fuck that." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, you had me at hello." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. That's, that's a good one and you're right about that movie from that point on it's about yeah that's, that's good there's also a movie online that's Middle Eastern so a lot of people in America wouldn't know about it it's called Lawrence of Alabia it's a little pornographic uh, a little bit <laughs> They set that up before they came in here, man. Yeah, yeah, they set that up. I think so. I think so. That man, the like, loose ends it's the a movie that always makes you pull out tissues. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
okay. I mean, I mean, but for real, like porn is like if you watch it, it can go what? deep. It can get, it can get real deep. It get deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Not really that deep. I mean, well, it depends okay. on the star. Yeah. I'm just saying. He looked past the symbolism. More than a foot. Have you not seen Pirates? Come on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, back to you. What I make, what makes me, what, this is what I have three things that always make me cry. One, the Hurt song by Johnny Cash. Mm. It's a remake of a so Nine Inch Nails song, but yeah. it's, he died a few months later. Did you see the video? video? The video oh. makes me cry. It's like it's the end Intense. of Intense. And the lyrics are so meant for him. Yeah. But it's Trent Reznor. I mean, it's, it's just, it just makes me cry when I hear it. It's mm. a very sad song, but very poignant song. And of course, for some younger people out there, you may know this. And I cry every single time. The Fresh Prince... When when Ben Vereen, who plays wow. his dad, oh, walks yeah. out on again, yeah, and and Will is with 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 the wonderful uh, rest in peace James Avery, who played Uncle Phil. That was such an amazing, amazing scene. scene. Though. I love my father, and, and I had a marriage for my father too. So oh, I, mean, I know the whole man, thing of father coming to go. Oh, I remember. That. And but the scene that gets me to cry is when he says, when he turns around and says, "Why doesn't my dad want me?" Yeah. And Uncle Phil just grabs. I don't know if it was part of the script or anything. No, he, he just, just held grabs him, him and takes the hat off. Takes the hat off and yeah. 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 And I thought for myself, it was all crazy. Us, all of us boys who didn't have a father like that or an uncle like that, I wish I was. I had That's Uncle Phil. it. Isn't it interesting that pursuit of happiness? Like when I think of like people who create these moments between fathers and sons, Will Smith comes up so often. He does. Wait, Will so Smith often. had a TV show. <laughs> it was a very long music video. Okay. Yeah, it, is, it is fun watching the early episodes when he's mouthing everybody else's yes, lines. Exactly. Yeah, it's the funniest yes. thing ever when you watch the what? Room. He knew everybody's lines. So now you, I gotta go watch. You watch yeah, him and he's mouthing it. everybody's he's lines. It's, the yes. fu- it's great. They changed on Vibs. One was light skin. One was Don't dark. get me started yeah. on Vibs. Let's tell a story. But uh, the last thing that, made me, that makes me cry is on Dallas, the reboot of Dallas. Larry Hagman died. Interesting. In the reboot of Dallas. The reboot of Dallas. And, and JR and JR dies, but Larry Hagman died in real life. And him and Patrick Duffy were friends in real life who played Bobby, his brother. So there's this long, there's a 35 year history. From the opening scene, they slowed down the Dallas music. They had Larry Hagman's silhouette in the background. You're already crying already. But there's a scene at the very end where he's reading a letter from JR and he grabs a drink of JR's whiskey and he literally is crying in his drink. The whole episode, he keeps it together. But at the very end, he finally sits down, and he's taking a drink, and he's crying in his drink. And I don't know if that was the acting choice or whatever, but that makes me, that's so, and I went through that recently myself, so I mean, I feel like that was such a realistic scene. Like, you're saying goodbye to his friend and the actor, and the, I mean, and the, and and the character, and his brother. Like, right. just, and that scene makes me cry. It's a really well-done scene. It was loaded. It was loaded. <laughs> yeah. It was loaded. But you see all those scenes for me are all about family stuff. In yeah. life, those, yeah. those make me cry more than and anniversaries. Apparently, you cried. Every anniversaries. Anniversary. So you I, got, anniversaries. I got one more. I got one more. Tell, tell, please. Uh, uh, and it was all because of the moment that it happened. So I, I and it's, it's might sound cliche and a little like hokey, but the um, the same love song by Malcolm Moore. When I first heard it on the radio, I bawled, and not because the song is, is it's a beautiful song, but I was like, oh wow, this is on the radio. Like, this is a song about same-sex relationships on a radio, yes. on a hip-hop station. Yes. And I was like, whoa. Right. And that made me think, oh, wow, there's hope. These are changing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just wept. That's that was, like, uh, yeah, like uh, the Hamilton Hamilton soundtrack. Yes. Uh, I Wrote My Way Out. Oh, that man. destroys me. Yeah. Like, I can't even listen to the whole thing straight through. Yeah. I, I, I saw the musical I, I here in LA and I I cried half through half of it. I love it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's so it's so it. it's amazing yeah. the fact that it's hip hop. That the music it's, it's, it's not like it's on Broadway. It's like it's this hip hop yeah. backdrop. But he yeah. said he wrote it because when he was growing up well he didn't write it because when he was growing up, but the way that it's structured musically that he was like when my mom was playing all these um 
uh, the vinyl soundtracks of every musical, right? That that was how he was exposed to musical theater. Mm. So he had in mind when he made this, you don't need to see it. You can listen to it in your car. Like, it's designed to mm-hmm. be listened to elsewhere. You can, you can, you can. And it's, you can. Like, yeah. you should check my uh, playlist. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, yeah, like, that, that bunches of that musical, but that one song. Well, it's funny how a song can kind of change based on, on an experience. So, growing up as a little kid, I was a huge Prince fan. My, my brother and I would buy, well, my brother, because he was older, he would buy every Prince record when it came out. We'd play it. Read the lyrics cover to cover, all those lyrics. I yeah, was like, so I know, reading, I know, right? there was some, yeah, and like after he died, when I the, the first time I heard Sometimes It Snows in April, oh. it killed. I can't hear that song. I love it. It's it's like a because yeah. I'm a, I know I'm gonna, I'll start and I'm like, nah, yeah, every time, every time, yeah. 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 And I wonder, is it because Prince died? Is it because of the connection to the family that I have to that song? And now he died, so is that dying in your life? You Isn't know what that, I mean? Is that I mean, part yeah. of your life now dead? Before yeah. we started, yeah. you were like, you grew up in a musical family, mm-hmm. uh those things is designed music is a is one universal right like yeah. you don't have to know the language and it could still be wrecked by something not even speaking oh. the language so of course it's going to attach right of course those things that are by themselves already beautiful will attach to a moment and then destroy you at 40 like oh, yeah. I'm going to yes. get you later yeah. 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 you think little, you like me now seeds <laughs> that planted yeah. that before I watched the George Michael documentary that's out on HBO it's really good it was his last thing he worked on before he died uh-huh. and he narrates it I, for, I cried I forgot how much his music I saw him in concert back in 85 for the oh, Wham wow. America tour damn dude and then I saw him 25 years later so I've seen him in two different parts of his life for Prince um, for, I saw Prince five times. Me too. I, I, wow. I, I, I love Prince. And me too. Oh, yeah. the four, the four, <laughs> yeah. the um, but with George Michael was funny because they had they had some scenes where they had famous people like Elton John and Liam Gallagher and um, people listening to his songs on vinyl, mm-hmm. and it was and there was no dialogue, and you could see them processing the song now that he's dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like and it made me cry. It made me. I got teary. I was like, oh my god, I'm like. Praying for time, Jesus to a child, even songs like Freedom and I yeah. mean and Faith and, all, I mean, and and Hand to Mouth and I Want Your Sight. But they were all like these beautiful songs yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. You know what I think is powerful about music, and I didn't think about this till I went to Afghanistan to perform for the troops. I was about to get on a Black Hawk helicopter for the first time, and I've never even been on a roller coaster because we didn't have like Disneyland money when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't know what a roller coaster was. Wow. <laughs> so now I'm an adult man in Afghanistan, and I'm talking to this guy. They called him our point of contact, our POC. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to put on this album that I really like. And he's all, oh, don't do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's all, don't listen to music that you love in a Blackhawk because if something goes wrong, it'll ruin the album for you. And so it made me just go, wow, it's almost like music's right here, this cog, right? And then our emotions are right here, this wheel. And every once in a while, they click in together. I'm totally stealing that. Right? You can. You I'm going to write that. Wow. That's, that's an awesome. Cl- and I think it's that combination of things. It's like music is out there floating for us, like colors on a palette. And then based on what we're feeling, we notice a color. It's selective attention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, they, mm-hmm. and I think that's why music heals so many people, because it hits you emotionally. It's the only place. Well, you don't need to speak a language. You, know, you, you don't. You really don't. Because yeah. like, it, it's a uh, feeling. Gabriella and uh, uh, what is it? What's the, other, what's the guy's name? Because she's the shit. Did both guitarists, uh, mm. Spanish yeah, language. Yeah. Mm. And a friend of mine turned me on to them. I can't get enough. Rodrigo, Rodrigo and, Gab- and uh, Gabriella. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's all about Gabriella. Holy crap. Like, she came from the guitar planet. Like, oh my God. He's amazing. Oh, you know? 
But it's weird, right? Like, it's almost like it's a distilled memory. Mm -hmm. Like, it attaches to something. That's it. And then every time you hear that track, especially yeah. if it's... It's like, like Pavlov's a, dog. Yeah, like a live track, yeah. but fast. Yeah. Like, fast. Like, yeah. click! And then it's always there. That's kind of pure. I, like, I totally but, agree. Yeah. I think the Pavlov's dog is almost like a black and white version of this, us living in HD. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, you can make a dog hear a bell and crave food. But it's like, yeah, but you can make people crave a whole lot of things with different kinds of sounds. It doesn't mm -hmm. just have to be But I wonder if it's complex. about, like, filling in the blank. You know, like, I wonder if there's a thing about music where it's like, you have to have a void somewhere in your experience where this thing fills it in. That's what makes For you sure. weak. Like a missing piece, like, and then that's like, the like, last. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, like if, if you are, for lack of a better word, a whole person and have, have no trauma and have no, uh, no fragments. I don't know what that I is. I know. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> that's, not what that's not a whole person. That's not a whole person. Like, what is that? Yeah, like, what? No pain? What is that? A whole person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, let's say if you're white and privileged. Do you feel what? Like, <laughs> do you feel like white people are privileged? Do you think Trump cries? No, do you feel like Trump no, has no. music? Like, oh, well, he doesn't cut onions. So right. I'm sure he doesn't cry. What is Trump's, what is Trump's, like, that's the song that every whenever oh, I hear no, it, no. whenever I hear Dolly Parton, I'm like, bam! Like, what is it for him? It's probably the soundtrack to The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking something Vig Wagnerian, something, something, right? like, yeah. something Hitlerish. Yeah, 100. Yeah. Yeah. It's Wagner. Yeah. How, does, how does music hit you? There's always talking about music. Uh, How's it? Man, music for me, it 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 resonates something inside. I had, before I even started with the acting and producing, I started off as a songwriter, yep. man. Oh wow! Okay. And I even started at the age of maybe like four or five, man. I was listening to a song by Paul Stanley, uh, of Kiss, <laughs> mm -hmm. frontman of Kiss, and I was like, "This is what I want to do in my life." So it was write, Kiss. I want to write. Yeah, for me, for me, it was Paul Stanley and Kiss. It was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yes. No gay. Uh, yeah. It was Devontae Swain from Jodeci. All those guys influenced me. I was that kid that. Not only did I want to get the album or the tape or the CD, I need to open up and look at all of the credits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Whereas yeah. who wrote it, who co-wrote it, who produced it. So that's how music really influenced me. You know, I know many people know me as an actor, as a producer, but it was music, man, that... I don't know, anytime you can hear certain lyrics or certain music and you just start breaking down on the inside, man, you know, that... that yeah, that's, that's a pretty powerful emotion. Yeah. The thing I admire yeah. about it, too, yeah. is that any musicians from anywhere in the world you can sit them down, they don't speak a language. They pull out their instrument. And the other one's like, and all of a sudden they're off to the, off to the races. You know, what's, off to the ra you yeah. know what's weird too? is the one time as men we're allowed to be emotional. Yeah, like I even yes. say, like in my comedy, I always say women grow up with impossible physical standards, but men grow up with impossible emotional ones. Yes. All my life I've been told boys don't cry. If a boy doesn't cry, it means a man that doesn't feel. It's impossible. Yes. But like you could be the baddest, toughest dude ever, but you can rap or sing about a girl who ripped your heart out. That's right. And everybody's cool with you. Oh, dude, it's fun. That's true. You're right about that. I just know for me, because I, I am, I guess, the parent of the group. Um, <laughs> How dare you? I, I guess. I mean, I just grandparent. Just, and grandparent of the group. <laughs> grandparent of the group. That's right. Shout out to Ryland, Scott, and Zayden. Um, but when when I, ha I have daughters, <laughs> they forced me. To become emotional, sure. Mm -hmm. Like they, I mean, I, I watched their mothers, of course, be naturally emotional. But for me, I had to kind of learn it because I was told the whole thing: you yeah. don't, you guys don't cry, you don't do this, you fix things, yeah. you just fix it. I was taught by them to listen more. It was like listen; they want they they want you to listen to them. Girls yeah. want you to listen to them. 
They don't want you to fix everything all the time. Yeah. That's what I learned at a very young adult age dealing with them. Mm-hmm. And my granddaughter's the same way. I just want you to hear me, not just fix it for me and change it and tell me, don't worry about that, I'll take care of it. No, they want to hear, you want you, they want you to listen to their emotions. Yeah. And guys aren't just like made that way at first. We have to learn that. It makes sense. <laughs> I mean, that's the way, it's, it, it's, an exp- it, it's probably a, an outcome of the way society makes them feel unheard. Mm-hmm. You know, and so of course they want the people that love them the most to, to hear them. You know, it totally makes sense. It's almost like you, when you have daughters with a woman, it's like you have a kid that's learning a language that you don't speak. So you better learn it. Yes. Or your wife and them are going to start speaking yes. German. <laughs> that's, that's a good analogy. And take that's over. A, we can't let them take over. <laughs> that's a great analogy. Because they, they are speaking kind of different. They are speaking yeah. a different language. No. They to are. remind them we're stronger in the upper body. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, know, I know some chicks are stronger than yeah, I am. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not a rule. True. That's yeah, more like true. a guideline. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> but uh, this, leads, this, leads to a, this leads to a question I want to ask because this, this is, you know, it's a, I'm going to ask this question. You folks at home, I'm sure this will bring up a lot of stuff for people. I don't really care. I'll bring the dialogue. But are men being attacked fair, unfairly these days? Or is it, or <laughs> what? Is it long overdue? Oh man! I, I mean, that's the question. All right, look, for guys, I want to hear what you guys. The, the hard part about the hard part about that kind of a conversation is it requires nuance, and most people don't want to let you have nuance. Right. Not all women are right. Not all women tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Some women are predators. Some women work dudes over, just yes. like guys. Well, not exactly like guys because we do have a physical component that generally women don't. Okay, so there's that half. We're not allowed to mention that when discussing this issue. Yes. On the same side, the phrase, not all, can't be used, mm-hmm. right? Not all cops, not all black people, not all white mm-hmm. people, not all whatever. Most. So you, right? <laughs> but right. what the attack is about is when I get mad at cops, because I have cops in my family, I have friends that have been cops over the course of my life, but when I'm talking about cops, they're included, right. and here's why, because they stand next to the bad guy, and they mm. don't say, you're a bad guy, I'm going to turn right. my back on you. Right, they 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 opt for the uniform rather they wrap for the team jersey rather than for mm-hmm. what's good. So yeah, I think it's about time women started smacking us as a group yeah. because guys who don't do that shit. Let me put it like this: I've been in, I've been in the performing arts since I was I've been in the arts since I was fourteen. I defy anyone, anyone, even a person who hates my guts, <laughs> to find a single moment where any woman could say Jeff harassed me or was in any mm-hmm. way other than polite to me, or did anything untoward, right? Impossible. Literally impossible. And guys who I'm not friends with anymore know they probably not ought to behave that way in my presence. It's very early, easy in a relationship between dudes. <clears throat> oh, this dude's not one of us. Yeah. He's not going to be, uh, okay, cool. We can only invite him to these parties. Right. These other parties, <laughs> yes, right. he's he not going to be quiet. Limitations right. on him. Right. Yes. And yes. so you're, you're, you are your brother's keeper. So insofar as you are not your brother's keeper, that's on you too. Even if you didn't do anything. If you just walked by, if you just shined it on. And we live in a time of ma- – wow, I'm on a freaking rant. Um, I love it. That's why I brought you here. We're in a time of where everyone's got a camera. Everyone's always looking mm-hmm. at everybody. Everyone's recording everything even if you don't think you're being recorded. We just talked about the lady who flipped off uh, Mr. Trump. Yeah. This before we started. And she got fired the next day because some random person had a camera and took a picture of it and posted on their social media. Yeah, that's the downside. That's the backlash That's the world we live in. But the upside (laughs) is a lot of people who hadn't had voices before who could not say, you know what, fuck you. 
Yeah. And I'm sorry I'm swearing because I write cartoons right now for a living, but it is very much a... You it, write South Park. <laughs> I wish. Uh, uh, it, is, it is very much a, a deserved and long overdue fuck you, a collective fuck you. All those women marching after, uh, after the election, if I, was a, if I was that dude and every woman or even... 75% of the women on the planet came out in March to say, fuck you, I would never leave my house again, <laughs> right? right? You know, I mean, someone's got to push it. Someone's got to push over that line. Someone's got to take those first hits. Someone's got to do all of that. And now they're safer to do it as a group because they don't all have to be in the same company. They don't have to be in the same streets together. They can say, look, collectively, dudes, you need to look at your shit. You really need to look at your shit. Yeah. And those that don't want to identify themselves instantly yeah. by saying, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. Well, we're going, it's a, it's a time of change, right? Like, there's this great Chinese quote that says, may you live in interesting times. And they, yeah. Right? And we live in interesting <laughs> yes. times. Yeah. It's like, I used to always joke around that, like, we've got new software to download now. We have to change the way we treat. We did a new. We got to update our operating system. Some of us are iPhones and we can do it. Some of us are flip phones and we can't. I'm That's gonna right. keep playing Snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Keep being no. a Snake. You want to yeah. yeah. You keep That's being right. a Snake. Right. But we're gonna move on without you. That's you're right. gonna be the wisdom teeth of, yeah. of society. Oh, I love that. You, That's oh, great. I love that too. Oh, it's, it's true. And you yes. will be pulled. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and this it, is in like every that. war. When there's a when we decide to go to war for for a change for to to get past an argument that we can't get past there is some collateral damage in order to get to our goal i hate that language because normally it's meant people that look like me are killed right. right but that is what part of war is with collateral damage and i think that yeah there are some good guys but at this point if you speak up and say oh there's some good guys you're distracting from where we should have our attention focus well, this is the fact that there are bad guys but i do think there's a point where you can't just say to pe people, somebody made a mistake. There's got to be... We, it's almost like when you first invented fire, there, were a lot of, there was a lot of arson on accident, right? <laughs> 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 the internet is still new. We're making lots of cultural mistakes, right? We're still figuring it out. And I do think not every guy is just evil. Like, that. that's not the way... I think some people are uneducated. I think we all grew up with a TV show like Happy Days where the dude we love snapped at women and they showed up and he kissed them. The next day he was on to the next. Yeah. That that behavior today would be considered harassment, but that was mm -hmm. that was in our soup. Yeah. Those are ingredients that are in soup, so you can't yeah. tell us now. Ooh, you got MSG. You put it there. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Give me a chance to get it out. It's yeah. empathy too, right? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about we're just talking about music before. I think empathy is learned. I think people assume yeah. children are innocent, blah blah blah, but children are also innocent in terms of vicious, dangerous behavior. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. they're innocent because they lack data. Not because they're pure. So you'll see evil kids do evil, horrible. Oh, yeah. Everyone has mm. seen a five-year-old try to murder another yeah. five-year-old, yes. and they're not playing. They're trying to <laughs> murder that kid. Yeah. But empathy must be retaught sometimes. You Amen. have to be able to see yourself in the other person. Yeah. Right? You, if, if that's the only way you can learn it anyway, you have to be able to picture yourself there. 100%. If you can't, you're going to hurt people. I think also what's, what's cool about now is that, like, I, I've always felt that, that, that sexism is in our DNA. Right, like what you were saying, like it's in our, it's in our, it's in our origins as humanity. Yes. You know, where where when when babies are born, there's been studies where if it's a girl, uh, you let her hold your finger. If it's a boy, you pull to see how strong the little boy is. <laughs> wow. And so we, from the jump, are like girls are weak, boys are strong. Mm -hmm. And so there are people that exist today who are on the front lines who don't even know that they are participating in a very sexist environment so we're changing the, the the language and lexicon and the culture to say hey this isn't okay and and although right now we're doing the whole broad strokes thing which is like all men on the bus that's cool you know uh 
we've been riding the bus for a very, very long time. Yeah. And, and, and women are think, the stronger sex, though. It's like women are, if we had to carry around nine-pound babies, oh yeah. all those commercials for Viagra would be birth control commercials. <laughs> but yeah. 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 No joke. No like, joke. Like, seriously, they are the stronger. You know, Gladiator would have had a pregnant... Prettier, uh, I don't want to say prettier sex. It's not the prettier sex, but we we are the peacocks, so to speak. Yeah. We, oh, hey, we, yeah, we, like we stay a certain look for a certain age, and it's just in the wild. You know, which has the prettiest feathers gets but the even, girl, which is blah, blah, blah. Even our, define, even our definition of what women is is so skewed. Like, mm-hmm. they're women who don't produce babies, and we right. take away their women card. You're right. And it's like, we, we literally are so bass backwards on what a woman is allowed to do. I it, saw the handmaiden. So it's you know so so yeah, a couple of men who are of power are getting knocked down. That's that's the that's like a chip at the chip yeah. that needs You're to right. crumble. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also it's also us taking yeah. the steering wheel away from governments that are telling because they're not just t- telling women what they are and are not. They're also telling us what we are yeah. and are not. Like women, oh, you got to look perfect, so then they become bulimic and anorexic. Men, we're emotionally bulimic. Right. We're emotionally anorexic because we're not allowed to express ourselves. I, hopefully, it'll be a time where we can say, fuck the government and fuck people that are trying to tell us how we can and cannot behave. Yeah. We, sh- we should be able to define that ourselves and make our own story. An interesting thing that just happened in my feed, and I've been noticing pe- my Twitter feed, which of course I live on. Um, That's why I brought him in because some of you guys are actually you're on. You, you guys are very vocal on your feeds. You know what? Life is short. Life is short. Life is short. Life is really, really, uh, yes. really, really yes. short. And some of these things it seems petty in the moment, but some things you shouldn't just let go. Uh, some dude, I don't know who he was. I think he turned out to be some VP at NBC or something, which probably hurts my career for <laughs> doing something. And you know what? Too freaking bad. Yeah. But he pulls out this little girl from the um, uh, Stranger Things show that's mm-hmm. on, uh, and he says, oh, she's growing up in front Millie of us. And all Bobby this. Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Right? What a name. This little girl what is 13 years old. She is literally a girl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they got her in this high couture stuff, sashaying down the runways on these interview things. Now, maybe her parents are cool with it. Maybe she's that one precocious kid who thinks she's 30 and really fits that way. There are kids like that. <laughs> I was one of them. Yeah. I didn't some some wear kids the have an old soul, man. Right. Yeah. I didn't wear yeah. the couture yeah. and all that. But it isn't about what she chooses to do. It's about how she's observed and commented on. Right. And what you have is a bunch of guys, or so far anyway, a bunch of guys going, oh, man, look at her. That's what the vibe is. It's not, yeah, it's look creepy. at this darling girl. She's going to be a woman one day. It's, mm. Mm-hmm. It's that, you I know that. I started watching too. Stranger Things 2 yesterday. Doesn't she look like a miniature version of the lady from Big? <laughs> so funny. I can say right. that. Okay. Right? But this okay. is the thing. Like, anyway, sorry. I was this, like, oh, damn, so I can't this think of conversation, <laughs> you can't have a conversation. You can't have a hard conversation without having hard words. Yeah. You, can't have a hard, you can't have hard concepts without taking some hits. Yeah. Just as we talk about, we're all men of color in this room. Mm-hmm. We can talk about white privilege, and then my white in-law, I, I have many white in-laws, mm-hmm. uh, may say, well, wait, that's not me you're talking about. I am also right. white. Yeah. Like, look, obviously, that's the, that's the next... Obviously, no one's talking about you. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand, I as a male enjoy certain privileges. Whether I like to or not, whether I use them or not, when I can walk down the street any time of day or night, I weigh just about 300 pounds, and anyone who steps to me needs to bring a lunch. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. But To hang out with you and have a picnic? Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> I, didn't know, all, I, didn't, I just didn't know where you were going. Ladies, secretly, <laughs> yes. secretly yes. what we do when we meet up yes. is... <laughs> We're all prepared for we the breakout picnic. That's, that, that's what he meant by his feed. That's right. what I yeah. wanted to figure right. out. Yeah. I just want to be in the clear. I just want to be in the same thing. You table. know, and yeah. we all know. Yeah. And it was weird because it didn't happen to me until I was an adult and I really started thinking about it. And it, I had to have empathy. When I was in L.A. as a teenager, I had to have the third eye out for cops. 
Yes. Gangsters mm-hmm. and cops. Yeah, equally. Right. Equally, yeah, equally. Okay. Oh, yeah, equally, yes. Anyone who grew up in that period of time I knows did. what I'm talking yes. about. Yeah. That's chick's life daily. That's mm. from the time, sometimes right. before puberty, but definitely after puberty. She steps out of that house and it's like, what's this dude up to? Right. Every dude, mm-hmm. all yeah, no the right, time. No right, right. Mm-hmm. Cute, not cute, doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? That's right. That's a worldview that we have to consciously try to grasp. You can't just kind of get it. We have a privilege. Let's acknowledge it and see what we can do about how it. I'm glad yeah. you brought up the race thing because that's why I want to kind of want to go into that a little bit too because we are all men of color. And some of us are actually multicultural sitting up here. I know, you're a man of color, too. Yes. Oh, um, I know. I know. No, but, but, but for me, growing, growing up, because I have white, I had a white grandfather and white cousins, and my father's have white, and, and then black and Puerto Rican, I have everything in my family. It was funny for me, because I, I was a child as an adult when people would say to me, I don't think of you as black. And I thought that was, a, I thought that was an term of endearment at first. When, uh-huh. I was, when I was 18, 19 years old, I really thought, I was like, oh, they see me as James. No, 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 that's no. the N-word. That's yeah. the right. Yeah. Like, I, was, I thought, you see me as James Lott Jr., you don't see me as black. And then it hit me at around 21, 22. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> hey. What does that mean? <laughs> like, I mean, I am black, so right. you, see, you see what I look like, kind of. So I'm like... So do you mean you don't see me as a person who's bad in your eyes because you think black is bad? I guess I really started to look at that a little differently. Sure. You know, it's like, like you don't need to follow me around the convenience store. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the, sub, the subtitles are like, right. hey, weird, I'm not scared. Right. That's because they got a definition of what it means to be black that's this no. narrow and that yes. tainted. No. Yes, you know, that's what I love about the arts. I think like the arts is sort of a self healing organism, like Wolverine, right? Like when bad things happen, the movie like before nine eleven, the number of superhero films we had, you could count on two hands. Yeah, that's right? true. After nine eleven, it went up to like 80, 90, 100 because that's what society was thirsty for. Uh, here, like Godzilla was created after we dropped bombs on Japan, yeah, that's yeah. so they created that. a radioactive monster to fight the West. Right, and it was this symbol. And I think what's going to happen in society is now women starting to speak up and empathy. When was the last time we had a movie where the hero did right by empathy? Right, we solve all our problems in all our films with aggression. Yeah, it's no wonder that the people in society, like, we're watching that shit all the time. So hopefully we'll start to self heal and we'll start to make films that are more reflective of the evolution we're making. The producers are listening, right? Because like, he's yeah. like, like show monogamy. We talk about yeah. when you had you on the show monogamy and there's some really great right. stuff it on there sense. about that with yeah. men and women. Yeah. You talk about relationships on that show. We, we 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 do. You broke it down. Yeah, we are at at a, at a point right now where we're lost. I, I'm going to say I, I think a lot of us are lost. You know, and there's so much going on. You got the you know, you got the politics things going on. You know, we got the mass shootings going on right yeah, now. Man. We got, you know, a lot of these high Hollywood execs guys being exposed right now. There's a lot going on right now, man. And, you know, sometimes we just need to just take a chill pill and just shut up sometimes, man. Amen. And just start to, like, observe. You know, I was talking to one of my buddies, and I said, man, you got to be careful now. You have to be aware of your surroundings, mm-hmm. who you're befriending. Mm-hmm who you're interacting with you just never know certain individuals motives like you have no idea what the next guy or the next girl's intentions are though mm-hmm. hey that's James Latcher he's celebrating his two year anniversary I'm gonna see if I can get in his good graces right now I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna really try to hurt him a little later on but I'm up front like I'm his friend right now though. why because he's James Latcher and he's celebrating his two year anniversary and how can I come up that way yep mm-hmm. that's so true but that's you true. don't know that in right. the beginning in, right. in, during, during the initial meetings and things like that man right. you know that's right so, you know, here in 2017, we just have a lot going on. It's, yeah. it's just a lot going it's on. It's overwhelming. It, right. And, you know, that's a great word. It's, it's very overwhelming. Because 
you never know what's going to happen next. That's right. You know, we take back, you, you look at the, uh, the 53 or the 50 plus that got killed, unfortunately, in, in Las Vegas. Yep. And, you know, someone said on the news, you would have never thought that would have happened at a country concert. Unbelievable. But if it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, if but it was a hip hop yeah, concert, yeah, exactly. I can understand. Yeah. Well, you know, or, we, should, we don't, or, you know, right or, now. or <laughs> if it was Ozfest in the 90s, I right. can understand yeah, that. Say, but know, not yeah. a country concert. Yeah. yeah. And that's them basically <laughs> announcing publicly that they have faulty empathy. Uh huh. Yeah. That's there you an go. announcement. That's a proclamation to say, I'm broken. But it's fear mm-hmm. of the unknown, right? You know, but that's why I want to thank, I want to thank Facebook because it's given me a bullshit filter where before I would have spent 10 years, like, in, Invested in a relationship with somebody, and now within like three months, I'm like, this motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> 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 right. yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You messed up my Facebook page, my personal. You know? It's all good. You made my life a little bit easier. It's, all, it's like the dude that told Trim me Santa Claus wasn't real. real. <laughs> it's like the, the dude who said Santa Claus wasn't real in elementary school got a promotion. And he, you know, yeah. Yeah. Now we're finding out everything is mm-hmm. fake. Yes. I, I think to your point though too though is that I think we're all because of Facebook. And because it's social media, we're all very self-absorbed in our own little bubbles. Yeah. And I think when that That's country right. thing happened, it was like, oh, there's more going on than what I uh-huh. than what I'm aware of. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think what's happening yeah. too is people are beginning to trickle outside of their comfort zone and go, oh, there's a greater reality. But yeah. the problem, the problem, and it's it's a real problem, is that there's a shitload of Americans. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of us. Uh, we have a gigantic country. When you, when, every time they talk about gun control and they point to all the other countries, it's, in the it's West, too soon. It's too soon to talk about gun control. So. <laughs> right, it's always too soon. Always too soon. Uh, you, you heard that eight thousand uh, times. After it's yeah. too soon. It's just you. Yeah. But whenever they talk about Britain or France or whatever, yeah. they're talking about countries that are the size of one of our states yeah, on the exactly. east coast. Mm-hmm. They're not even That's the size right. of our big western states. Like Montana could eat half of Europe. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the, our culture's been described by white supremacy, whether they want to name it that or not. Everyone who's not basically Germanic, uh, Celtic descent over here has a minor to major issue to step over for mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. okay, for 300 years, right? okay? And now, because of technology, I think, I think it's just the advent of interconnectivity between all of us, where we can instantly get at each other, instantly see all of this shit, right? Mm-hmm. People are going, what you're saying, they're overwhelmed. They're like, here's all this information. Here's all this stuff that no one's saying, but it's challenging these deep beliefs mm-hmm. that I have that I've never even questioned. People literally think you can be born a Muslim, born a Christian. Yeah. You have to learn these things. But their fundamental value system doesn't include that. And so reality around them is like, look, gay people. Look, bi people. Well, look, yeah. transsexual yeah. people. Yeah. Holy crap, they're real and they're not evil. Yeah. But if they're not evil... What does that mean about my mindset? What does that right. mean about all of these things? I don't want to challenge that. I'd rather just shoot them. Right. Hmm. Well, it's right. like the, the, the bubble's cracking and the water's rushing in. Right. And it's rushing in at such a pace. So like, I don't have time to adapt yet. Like, give me some time. I like that. I don't have any time. I don't have time. Right. And it's like, you got to yeah. do it now. Yeah. Because they're right. They're your neighbors. Yeah. They're on your front lawn. Make they're decision. Right. They're Make making decision. your TV show. Yeah. They're here. That, that that character, he's gay now. Oh. They're like, but I love this character. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. But the, then, if Fonzie's gay, then how, what do I adapt to? Yeah. What's what does that mean about yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. Why am I being gay? What, what will yeah. happen? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? right. so it's, right. I think the churches are trying to figure out how to make money now. Because yeah. Like, right. We got this book that says you can't be like that. But man, I got to make some money off these people. Right. Uh, you know we, we put some priests out there so they couldn't have kids. We could keep all their property. And they all happening at once. You know. It's gender. It's, it's political. Wild. You know. It's sports. It's money. It's sports. Yeah, right. Like Straight I was. Just, I was. Joking, I was half joking the other day. But all these people who are mad.
mad because they are taking their jobs away. The various non-specified yeah, immigrant fake. people <laughs> that, that are taking their yeah. jobs. The Baby, it's AI and robots. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a smart car. Watch, you're going to have a smart truck. And yeah. once you have smart trucks, you don't have any need for truckers. Nope. Right. They don't need to sleep. They uh, stop for gas right. at an automated gas station, especially for them. Probably not even gas. Probably be electric or solar mm-hmm. because they can just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's like a wave of people out of work almost instantly. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's and a wave happening. of other people mm-hmm. who work at the diners and the people who support those guys, little mm-hmm. hotels and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's all gone too. That's thousands to millions of yeah. people yeah. suddenly obsolete. That's you think right. they're going to be happy? Of course not. See, no. They got to point fingers at somebody, and right. they can't point fingers at a robot. At a robot. Yeah. 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 That's the that's the problem that's happening right now is that it, people they're controlling societies. Like the new money is people. Mm-hmm. If you have somebody vote for you, that's a one dollar bill, right? A citizen is a one dollar bill. Someone who votes for you is a five. Someone who's willing to die for you, that's a twenty, right? And that and that's how they're they're gambling with us. They're gambling with people's lives. And we wouldn't hate each other if there weren't governments out there trying to gain control by saying that's right and that's wrong. And we weren't like that before. I didn't want to know what my neighbor was doing or why should I have any say over who, who can marry this person or that person if I live thousands of miles it away. It doesn't affect That's you. not my right. It doesn't affect right. you. Yeah. Of course not. I, you, you know what? You asked what pop culture thing made me cry. Here's what actually made me weep. During the Houston flooding, all these pictures started coming out. And I, I hope I don't get welled up now because it'll seem fake. Do it. Do it. Um, <laughs> do it. Do it. In the midst of all of this bullshit about how... Uh, black people are this and Arab people are this and Muslim people are this and men are this and women need to do this and all this. This flood, the pictures that were coming out, the unfiltered ones, not the shit that was coming through the news, random ass rednecks, random ass black people, Mm -hmm. random ass Latin people, random ass Asian Americans who we never get to see do anything, okay? Random ass people were putting their boats in the water. Mm -hmm. Random ass people going into houses that weren't theirs to pull people out. This was just off of cell phone cameras. And every time I saw that, I would write Americans. How about the dudes that's with right. the monster trucks? Yes, those, exactly. But those that's, cats were awesome. But that's not the yeah. story that the news wants to latch yeah. on to, yeah. right? That's the story that pulls that Because that makes in. them lose control. Right. They mm-hmm. lose their money if, if we don't think we're in different tribes. Well, right. they're, they're changing the game. Because the game before was we only saw the news they gave us. Now we have Twitter. Now people in that's Egypt right. got Twitter. Look what right. went and down. Like, that's not so, what happened, yo. Right. I was there, and here's yeah. what I got. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now we got Periscope. People can jump on live and be like, look, this is what's happening right now in real time. Pop, right. pop, pop, pop. There's bullets going off behind right. me. Yeah. So they yeah. got it. They changed, they're changing their game. They're trying to figure it out it's rough how do they manipulate us now once we figure out how to use the internet it's going to serve us right and i think it's there's actually a royal society of arts um study online by a guy named jeremy rifkin who's an economist and it's called the empathetic civilization Mm. and it's basically his belief that the internet is going to return us to empathy like we're we're soft wired to care about each other but like before 9-11 there was no twitter so when right. 9-11 happened, you could almost look at a map of people visiting therapists. The closer to New York you were, the more people would go visit therapists. Right. And all the, it was like a rock hitting a lake and then rings, right? But then when you get to Hawaii, almost nobody went to a therapist. Right. But when Twitter, when Twitter was in place and the earthquake happened in Haiti and the earthquake happened in Japan, people, were, people gave more money than ever before because they could see themselves mm-hmm. in other people's, yeah, other people's in faces and yeah. other people's lives. I'll tell you We're being human again if we do the internet right. I, I always feel like you know technology goes really fast and we haven't emotionally caught up because we just have. That's it. right. We just have it because it's great, like you said earlier about the whole we have to rewire ourselves. It's funny because I was going to ask you guys actually. This is one of the last topics I was going to ask you guys. I talked to you guys forever. Um, is social media is it just verbal diarrhea or is it something that's really meaningful? It's a tool. 
I mean, nowadays. It has no personality. Because almost all the guys on here are very vocal on social media. It's made a huge impact in my life, which it's one of those things that catch 22 because I love it and I hate it. If you would have told me 10 years ago, I'd have, you know, half a million followers. I'm like, dude, am I David Koresh? Like, what? Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, what did I do in these last 10 years that made me get a compound and have half a million? You know what I mean? But then it also empowers you. It's just a matter of who has the power and what they do with it, you know, and what their integrity is. Just think about the printing press. Okay. Uh, yeah. The printing press arrives in Europe. Prior to that, everything was made by hand. Every book was made right. by hand. And in fact, you had to be specific training to do most of it. It was all religious text. Almost all of it was religious text. And those that weren't were basically science, mm-hmm. right? Some mathematics, because, you know, why would we need to learn any of that? Yes. That's that yes. average stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But after the printing press, and especially after it got to be, oh, I can just build one of these things, right? All of a sudden, you had fiction, you had poetry. I mean, you did not have it before, but right. it was on scrolls right. and it was right. just for the elites, basically. Right. Who the hell had time while you're working your farm to death <laughs> to write a freaking right. poem, right. right? But now you can mass produce not only the, the official sanctioned thought, you can mass produce your thoughts, whatever the hell they are. Yeah. And then we have various heretical groups show up suddenly and magically, <laughs> you know, I don't really agree about that passage. Here's my version, yeah. right? And some people read it, oh, it's printed. That means it's official. Right. I disagree too. We're going to be Protestants now, right? That's the same sort of uh, technological shift that happened in the West uh, that is happening now in a way crazier, faster, insane right. pace now. But even in that, like when the when the press came out, it took it took years for them to go. Wait, a newspaper? Yeah, like it took a long That's time. Exactly right. And so I think. With the, with the internet and with social media, we're not there yet. No. Like, it's this amazing tool that we haven't quite figured out how to use it for mm-hmm. our own evolution yet. Yeah. Like, we're still kind of walking a few steps back before we kind of catch up mm-hmm. to how amazing this thing is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't understand that we can um, we can help other nations the internet. We don't, we don't quite get that yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still waiting for someone to kind of give us the tool to go, oh, here you go. This is how you do it. But it's right there in our houses. Yeah. You know, and, and I feel like, I, I feel like what's going to happen is at some point, maybe, uh, they'll make it free because it's still not quite free. Well, that they, that's net neutrality you're talking about and that's precarious. <laughs> well, yeah. People, most people, what is it? I don't want to insult everyone who might be watching. Be <laughs> 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 very careful. Okay. <laughs> the average human being of which I am one when I'm not performing or doing whatever. I'm just a guy walking around watching TV. I got my shows. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. We're, all, we're all fundamentally lazy in a particular way. Those sure. things which come to us easily, yes, yes. which we take for granted, like, I don't know, Facebook or Twitter, which are free. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, if you're not paying for it, you're the product. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no one's up in arms about certain very key issues to what you're describing. If I can shut down the freedom of the Internet, which really is kind of a Wild West still right now. I mean, I'm building stuff whenever I want, buying the oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. not. I'm not talking about the dark web. I'm just talking about the regular web. Amazon. Okay. But if you can shut down who gets access to what at what speed, just the speed change, right. that's going to kill yeah, yeah agree right. but I mean like yeah. to the news like you can buy uh, um, some some uh, some wires and watch TV for yes, free that's true. Oh, that's true. so yes. you can get the news in your home for nothing that's true and I feel like once we get the internet in our home for nothing there'll be a huge shift yeah I think there's people trying to make that happen yeah like the thing yeah. I like about the internet is I think of it you know when John Lennon said imagine no countries no religion no, I think the internet is the closest thing we have yeah. to mm-hmm. one country 
all people, all races. Sure. That's the closest mm-hmm. thing we have right now. Mm-hmm. But we're making mistakes with it. Sure, like we're, we're we have some problems right now with the way that we're digesting it. But I think we're gonna get get through it. I mean, I have like, information dialogue overload. Sometimes I'm like, sure. I literally, guys. Oh, me too. I'm me out. Too. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I've literally hit my. Well, this is the closest thing. When you have, when you have the more followers of your feed, yeah, you're right. it's almost it's yeah. overkill. Yeah, yeah. you got to shut it down you. at some you point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's five but o'clock. But it's just, I gotta shut it's it not down. even the quality of the information. It's literally the amount. Exactly. It's just like, okay, it's a lot. I need to watch some cartoons now. Sorry. Exactly. My friends are like, well, James, did you see my post? I'm like, I have 16,000 followers. I didn't know if I saw you. I don't yeah. I mean, like, yeah. seriously, it's like, it's no offense or anything, but, like, sure. today something happened and everybody's talking about it. So I kind of crossed my eyes, crossed, and I said, that's it. Yeah. I can't be on the internet today. Yeah. Oh, I took Facebook much. off my phone. I was like, I need a break. Yeah. I've done that before. Yeah. I, took it off I, I, I have fasted from certain sites yeah. Yeah. where I delete the app. Yeah. You have to. Off of my phone. And I got to be honest with you, man. I felt more connected that's as, right. a, as, a, as a man, as a person, like, I can do this today and not scroll up. That's right. Or not swipe left or what you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like I felt like, wow. It's a challenge. This is bro. what it was like when yeah, I was growing up. Exactly. Like, you know, this is what job. it was like when I was growing up. It's my, you know? my job, so it's a challenge. Yeah. Like, if too. somebody took the time out of their day to write me a message, let's say I on know, my on my personal here. feed, yeah, on, if, if they took because to me, time is the most valuable thing in the world. Yes. The only thing we don't get back. That's right. It's time. Money comes and goes. But somebody took the time yeah. out of their day. Mm-hmm. I know how much you know how much I feel I value my own time. So I'm like, shit, somebody sure. took the time to write this to me. I'm going to make respond. sure yeah, that I will too. go do too. whatever. Even if I'm on the toilet, well, I'm going to write back to you, yeah. you know, people, at some point. Remember people right. were doing, I don't know if they still do it anymore. I see them on YouTube and they're all old. Like the most recent one was four years ago or something. People were doing flash mobs. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love that. Like these spontaneous, yeah. like, we're all going to meet here and do something stupid. You know what? You the, know, or fun, or you know, political, or whatever. You know what the original intent of that was? Uh, it was a group called Improv Everywhere. Okay. And oh, it was yeah, about yeah. the fact that New Yorkers, when you walk through the street in New York, you keep your head down. You could always spot a tourist because they're the ones looking up. Right. Right. You keep your head down, people get out of your way. But but you also miss some of the beauty of New York. So Improv Everywhere started doing make look up make to make you look up to make you notice your environment. To me, that's a great way to use yeah. like, like a yeah. tool and a platform that yeah. way. So you know, you want to have you. I think the free internet is perfect. Is a perfect Perfect thing. Once the, I'm actually just, I'm just about to write a blog post about this. Um, uh, I spent a lot of time talking to young new artists of various disciplines, trying to get in. Not the one-on-one kind where you're specifically, I'm a dancer, or I'm an actor, because those jobs depend on other people writing things or choreographing things right. or whatever. But I want to make films. I want to make this thing. I don't know how. I can't. Do I have to go to school and all? And I'm like, you know what? You sound like people my age when none of this stuff could be done. Right. right. But you know, there's a movie called Tangerine. Yeah. Mm. It was shot on cell phones. Oh, that's right. And if I didn't tell you that, you wouldn't know. No. It's a great movie, too. And it's a, a really movie. good it's movie. Like, the, yeah. the least interesting thing about it is that it was shot on cell right. phones. Right. Right? It hasn't quite dropped down to the street level yet. Mm. I can just do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. We were talking about the birth of hip-hop before this yeah. started. That was a bunch of kids. That was in the street. Literally mm-hmm. children, from yeah. our point of view, going, you know... I want to make this kind of music, and the instruments don't exist. Yeah, let's build them out of this crap. That's yeah. right. You know, <laughs> and no one helped them. No one taught them anything. Yeah. They just did it because it was necessary for their lives. And you know at what? The the, and you know what the engine of that creativity is? The engine. The one thing we have that China doesn't have, right? The engine of that creativity is hope. Yeah, is belief in an American dream. This will work. It doesn't matter what color you are, or what religion you are. So, Donald Trump. 
like going after minorities, going after gay people, going after immigrants. That is essentially removing the Big Mac from McDonald's. Yep. Th that's what America's about. Like I was with a Chinese kid in Europe and and this one girl came up to us after a comedy show and she goes, I love your accent. And the Chinese kid goes, me. And she goes, no, not you, him. <laughs> and he I goes, wait, that. but what, he's like, what do you like about his accent? She goes, you sound Chinese. He sounds like he's on TV. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, that's so and that's, funny. that's, that's funny. we forget, like we have weapons of mass influence yeah. all over the world. Yeah. Yep. Cult, that's way more powerful than any weapons we have. Yep. We yes. have the power to influence people in a positive way, to treat people, to treat each other nicer, to have stories of hope. And that, the fact that we are more creative than any other culture means that we're the ones that still have hope. You know, that, like that's a, a lack of creativity. And as an Egyptian, in a country that once had pyramids, my God, right? And cat gods. What? And now we haven't done shit. Yeah. We haven't done shit because hope is gone. Well, I blame the British for a lot of that. I blame yeah. the British. Also, sorry. Also, intention. Like we're losing mm -hmm. out on our, on, our, on our focus and intention. We're so. Uh, preoccupied with the other person's project, that we're not going. What can, I, what can I do? Yeah, like yeah. my big, my big. This is my big, uh, my big hashtag is make new things. Yeah, right? I like that. I always end things with make new things. Like, go, go. Like the pyramids. I, I like I got to go visit them and I got to go inside them. And I was like, if I, if if I was, if I had nothing to do, and me and my buddies had the same project. <laughs> <laughs> then we could probably build this thing too. You know, like, 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 it, that's what it was. It was a bunch <laughs> of people going, we're all going to do this together. Yeah. And it was like the focus and the intention of we're going to create. And I yeah. think we're losing the, like, we're going to create and we're going to like, I'm going to watch you create. This is what I was going, uh, I was yeah. trying to get yeah. at with the, um, my Jewish side hates that story. My Jewish side hates it too. Louis C.K. is like, if we throw enough death and suffering at something, yeah. we can make pyramids. The, yeah. down, the downside of all this interconnectivity and technology, though, right, is that anyone can have a blog and they go, Brr, I'm a writer. Yeah. And then right. they get mad when nothing happens. And I'm like, back in the old days, before the flood children, um, <laughs> there was a guy called Brett Easton Ellis who wrote a really great book called Bright Lights, Big yep, City. And then Hollywood ate him because it was his first novel and it was amazing. It was great. And everyone went crazy and they pulled him out here and it took him a long time. He wrote other books, yes. but it took him a really long time to be good again mm. because everyone kept calling him Hemingway. Mm. off of his first novel. Right. And I was like, it's his first novel. Right. I mean, it's great. No one's taking it away from yeah. you. But Hemingway? Yeah. Let's get a grip right. here. Yeah. And it's sort of when the marketing department just grabs your life. That was back in the 80s. Yeah. That's now right. it's that. That's now it's Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, that's right. right. They're like, you're going to be this now. That's right. Right, right now. But does she say my prerogative? Who is that? Millie Bobby Brown. Actually, we have to actually end the show, which is oh, I'm really oh, sad. Damn you. I... This is the reason why I brought... Now you know why I brought the five of you it's in conspiracy. here. conspiracy. I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> You're working for the FBI. Exactly, no. exactly. We are on a list. I'm JLJ <laughs> for the FBI. No, I, no, this is why I brought you guys in here, because you guys are all people I admire, and I know have great... You said you dropped some really good knowledge today, especially um. on this show. And this is why I do the show. This is why I do Breaking Into You Guys out there. I want to affect change in the world some way I can, and I know it's not just me. So I, I always try to be people on the show that also help affect change, too. And if I can be the conduit to that... 
I hope I do that with my last 95 episodes. I hope I do that and I continue to do that for the rest of my life. That then my work is done. That's all I really want to do. Yeah. And you yeah. five just a great representation. Well, I'm happy. Happy. Thank you, thank you for having yeah. us. Yeah. 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 I'm getting so all much. these cards and I'm going to be going to shows now. Yes, yeah. right. you need to. No joke. I've seen, yeah. I've seen him live. I mean, yeah. you, need, you need to. Uh, I don't have any cards, by the way. I'm just going to get yours. We're going to do direct information. No business cards. I'm on Facebook. Okay, so first we'll start with the couch. Tell them where they can find you. We'll start with you first. You can tell them. Some cameras. So uh, that camera up there. JeffreyThorne.com. It's G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. Thorn, T-H-O-R-N-E.com. Magical. Um, pretty much everything there will get you everywhere else you need to go. I'm on Twitter, but if you can't hang with the big boys, don't mess with my face. Don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. <laughs> if you can't hang with the big boys. I don't play. I don't play. He doesn't. I don't play. Those so fools lightly. Yeah. Brandon? Hey, guys. BrandonLarkins.com. Thank you all for the support. MonogamyTheWebSeries.com. Award-winning. Uh, television show and my new show Chronicles of Jessica Wu drops November 19th an autistic superhero who is a female coming on November 19th nice. yeah, you gotta talk to him about that. Like, yeah. sweet uh, I'm com is my website all my social media is on there all my social media is pretty much at TamarKatan anyway yes, so, yeah. easy. come to the show Yes, go yeah, I'm going to go to a go show. Go see him. He's good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I'm Eddie Zamora. My social is at the Yum Yum Foodie. That's T-H-E-Y-U-M-Y-U-M-F-O-O-D-I-E. It would have been Yum Yum Foodie, but I'm sure some like morbidly old beast lady in the Midwest. Did you say from the Midwest? It was oddly specific. I'm always... I gotta make it work. Charlotte, I'm not talking about you. And that's across social media. All the same. You can Google Joshua Silverstein but also I'm, I'm at Joshua Silver Bat like the flying mammal I like bats and I'm, and I'm on Drop the Mic on TBS yes, every nice. Tuesday night cool even James Corden me and James Corden and I'm James Lott Jr. you can find where all James Lott Jr.'s are sold at James Lott Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and um, exactly and, uh, and of course it's the Breaking Into show and I, went, I say again thank everybody who is here everybody who's watching the show supports me my 100th episode is on December 11th we'll see you next time <laughs> congrats buddy